Star Wars 7x7 episode 2685. Over the past few episodes as we've been looking at criminal syndicates and contemplating which ones might show up in the Book of Boba Fett, we've been looking backward in the timeline. We've been looking at organizations that were active during the Galactic Civil War and shortly thereafter. Today we're going to go forward in the timeline and look at criminal organizations we met in the sequel era and project back to see which ones we might find in the Book of Boba Fett. Evidence is kind of strong for one of them, uh, maybe a little thinner for the other, but definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. <laughs> so our studio intern Kato wanted to be on camera for the video version of this, so... <laughs> That's what he's doing here. Anyway, we are talking about criminal syndicates operating in the Star Wars galaxy and which ones might show up in the Book of Boba Fett. So I'm going to ask you to cast your memory back to The Force Awakens in 2015 and that wonderful scene on the Aravana that was the ship that Han and Chewie were operating, which was carrying those dangerous Wrath Tars, right? And not one but two different gangs decided that the time was right to try to collect on debts that Han owed to each of them. One of those outfits was was the Guavian Death Gang, led by a person named Balatik. And in case you need the refresher, the Guavian Death Gang, those were the ones that were in the red jumpsuits and they had those faceplates with the little black circles on them, right? So the Guavian Death Gang, that's the one where at the top when I mentioned that one of the gangs, the evidence was a little bit thinner by comparison that they might potentially appear in the Book of Boba Fett. Well, that's the one the Guavian Death Gang is. We really don't know a lot about their history, but there is this little blurb in the Force Awakens Visual Dictionary where they say following the collapse of the Galactic Empire and the transfer of the capital off of Coruscant the core world criminal underworld underwent massive changes and it goes on to say the Guavians were displaced and reformed in the inner rim and colonies regions. So this basically tells us two things. Number one, the Guavian Death Gang seems to have been in operation during the time of the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, right around 10 ABY, because if they were displaced but reformed, then yeah, that gives them the possibility of being in operation at that time. We don't know how quickly they reformed, but yeah, it certainly seems like it's possible. However, saying that they were working in the inner rim worlds, well, that kind of eliminates the possibility at some level of them showing up in the Mandalorian or the Book of Boba Fett because that is an outer rim kind of situation. Mandalore is in the outer rim. Tatooine is in the outer rim. Yeah, all of the events of the Mandalorian so far and you know where the Book of Boba Fett is kicking off from definitely much more Outer Rim focused. Now Balatik is of course the owner of that famous line in The Force Awakens, tell that to Kanja Club. And Kanja Club would be the other gang that showed up on the Aravana looking to collect from Han Solo. They were led of course by Tasu Leech. And so here's where things get interesting for the Book of Boba Fett. So Tasu Leech was a pit fighter during the time period between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. He was in a you know, facility on a hut colony world called Narkonji, K-A-N-G-I. So yeah, that's kind of where the Kanji Club thing comes from. 
Then Tasu Leach, along with a number of other compatriots of his, were enslaved by the Huts. The databank on StarWars.com talks about them being renegade slaves, former slaves under the Huts, and they managed to throw off the bonds of slavery and go off on their merry way through the galaxy. We don't know when in the timeline that happened, but seems kind of like a reasonable presumption to say that it happened after the events of Return of the Jedi and probably before the events of the Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. As we've discussed already, once Jabba the Hutt was killed in Return of the Jedi, it kind of created a power vacuum within the Hutt clans, and we already know from the discussion we've had about War of the Bounty Hunters that, spoiler alert, here you go, that Darth Vader had killed everybody else in the Grand Hut Council, so serious leadership vacuum at the top of the Hut clans, and as far as we know, they still hadn't necessarily elected any sort of you know new clan leadership or anything like that, and they were already in decline as far as their criminal operations go by the time we get to where we are in the Book of Boba Fett. So it seems to make a lot of sense that the Kanja Clubbers, by the time we get to the Book of Boba Fett, would already be free and plying their trade around the galaxy. And what's more, they certainly have no love for the Huts. so it's kind of a question of how they will react to Boba Fett taking over what appears to be a Hut enterprise. Will they actually be thrilled because now it's no longer in control of the Huts, Or will they be like, oh, now he's taking over Hut stuff, like we hate him. And here I'll give you the particulars again from the Force Awakens Visual Dictionary. Uh, the data file section says, Kanja Club hails from Narkanji, a Hut colony world left in disarray following a gang war within the Hut cartels. That sounds like something that probably happened after Java died, just saying. And formerly subjugated by the Huts, the human colonists of Narkanji overthrew their overlords and struck out on their own. And later on, it says during their long enslavement by the Huts, the human colonists of Narkanji developed fighting styles that incorporated improvised weaponry, both melee and range. The modern Kanji clubbers celebrate the ingenuity that kept their ancestors alive and typically equipped themselves with intimidating patchwork armor, jury-rigged rifles, blades, and clubs. And I'll tell you, when I think about what Robert Rodriguez has said about the Book of Boba Fett and about taking things to you know entirely new levels and whatnot, fighting sequences with Kanja Clubbers? Well, my goodness, that certainly seems like the kind of over-the-top action that Robert Rodriguez is kind of hinting at. So, ah, yeah, so there you go. Possible connections to the Book of Boba Fett with... Oh, and there's one other thing I forgot about, actually. Let me tell you about that, too. So, when Tasu Leech shows up in the Bounty Hunters comic series, and this is a, a while back, there's a thing about him already being a celebrated pit fighter and whatnot. Somebody hires him as protection on loan from the Huts, and one of the comments that's made about him is that he comes cheaper than Fennec Shand. So yeah, there's that connection too. So Kanja Club, uh, yeah, seems kind of interesting as a possibility for the Book of Boba Fett. Maybe the Guavian Death Gang, not so much, but yeah, Kanja Club, keep an eye out for him. <laughs> and that right there is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.